spectacular day in the Russian countryside as we head to our next destination and I'm sitting in the front of the Grindelgold Army bus with a man who has done many a mile as a tour guide. He's the world's greatest tour guide and that's why he's back with the Grindelgold Army. Martin Denya, how the hell are you? Good to be working with you again, sir. It's lovely to be with you, Francis. <laughs> yeah, in this fantastic country. It's, my, it's actually, you mentioned I've been a, a tour manager for now for 19 years, but it's actually my first visit to Russia, so this is really exciting for me. You're obviously a massive sports fan. You do a lot of football tournaments. You've done a lot of cricket tournaments over the years. What's been the thing that keeps you coming back to doing this sort of work? Oh, it's a variety. Um, every day's a Saturday. Uh, my friends often sort of say, you know, that they ask, what are your groups like? What are your clients like? I bet you get some problems, um, get whingers, etc., etc." And the answer to that is, no, you don't, actually. Everyone's on holiday. They're all for after a good time. They're out there exploring. It's the you know big highlight for them also, and uh, the support that you get from from everyone travelling and you know band of brothers really, and it's just wonderful. You obviously enjoy uh, on the being on the road. You must have a serious wanderlust to be away for so long for so, on so many occasions. Yes, I've just actually last uh, the Aussie summer. Um, so I spent five months away from home. Home is England, uh, West Sussex in England. Um, I was down for the Ashes, uh, watching the England getting thrashed, and then stayed on for the ODIs, and then moved across to the ODIs in New Zealand and the Test matches in New Zealand. So that was November through to April. So that was the longest trip I've ever done. Normally, it wouldn't be more than about two months. But uh, yeah, that was uh, quite tough. Travelling with Australians, you do a lot of it. Do you feel like an Australian now, or do you get us, you've got a great sense of who we are as people? It's really interesting. Um, I, I do about 50% of my work with Australians. I've also been very, very fortunate to do work with uh, the Cricket Australia Travel Office, escorting groups of Aussie fans overseas. Uh, I've done two tours of England, uh, the Ashes, uh, looking after the Aussies in the UK, and also taking them around Europe sightseeing, and also taken... Aussie tours to South Africa and Aussie tours to West Indies and you know my Facebook makes 50% of them at least uh, are Aussies as well and they give me you know plenty of stick and uh, ribbon um, but I always you know make sure they know that I'm a neutral ish <laughs> do you ever get uh, a sense of being fatigued by it I mean for people here this is the trip of a lifetime you do this all the time is it always as exciting every time you go out when you come to a big tournament like this it is. There's always a buzz there, um, but it's silly little things that actually are tiring. It's things like sometimes you get this feeling that you could really do with beans on toast or sausage and mash rather than going out to flash restaurants all the time and things. Uh, but other than that, no. And it's uh, you know a first world problem that we got today, which is things like airport security. You know, it's a bit of a pain. Sort of continue. You know every few days going through airports and uh, but that's that's the way it's not going to change so you just get on with it and suck it up what's what have been some of your best moments as a sports fan as a tour guide as well because you have seen most of the big sporting events in the world in recent years because of your work well i started um, 19 years ago and my i didn't start off as doing sports tours but that was my ultimate goal my very first ever tour was uh, a weekend away looking after 
a group of retired folk visiting Cadbury's World in Birmingham, England. And uh, so that, that was a highlight. But my, 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 goal, my goal was to, to watch sports tours and uh, managed to, uh, as far as football's concerned, I've done some work with the Green and Gold Army and also a company in the US that looks after corporate Americans. And I was very, very fortunate. The pinnacle was to be with the Green and Gold Army in Brazil. And I thought I'd hit my peak at that point until I made a phone call um, to the guys, the American guys, and said, oh, I'm in Brazil. Is anyone meeting up for a coffee? You know, it'd be nice to see you. And when they found out that I was in Brazil and my work at the group stages had finished, they asked me if I could help them with the uh, semi-finals and the final. So sort of uh, when that was 17 years or 15 years after doing my tour to Cadbury's World I found myself in corporate hospitality at the Maracanã Stadium watching the World Cup final with a lump in my throat and a tear in my eye realising that I'd finally achieved my goal Where's some of the strangest places you've been Martin? Uh, well South Africa um, I took a group there it was a, actually a cricket tour that was a fantastic trip and uh we had a day and we found out that the sundowners of Pretoria were playing a game and they play in, in a township and I got a group of 12 of us on a night off to go there. We got a taxi, maxi taxi to take us and as uh, so we turned up in this township it soon became apparent that there were some sort of local complaints going on and that they'd set uh, fire to barricades in various streets and it soon became quite apparent that as we got there that... Uh, we were the only whites there and we were greeted um, and they soon realised that we were all English fans together um, they, they, they greeted us beautifully and uh, we were there, we got, got tickets for us, we were there singing with them, dancing and they, I think the only other two white people in that stadium, there must have been sort of 15,000 people in there were two white players on the pitch um, but that was great and we all got a big round of applause when we left the stadium so uh, and then places like India is you know you never know what to predict there um, that, that's a fantastic place to visit as well what's it like to be my roommate let's get down to it what's it like to hang out with me for a little while the hanging out with the Francis Leach <laughs> well in fairness you do an awful lot of work so uh, you know I'll give you a plug there and I realise uh, it's not uh, just uh, five oh, just a pretty face yeah Martin. exactly yeah and uh, obviously the, the podcast I've seen you doing lots of interest in the work that goes into the podcast and uh, for the, the short I know the, the amount of time that goes into just putting a, a short one together but uh, very entertaining listening to you doing your interviews and seeing you putting the thing together <laughs> good to talk to you Martin we're rolling towards where are we going again you, you'll know you know you've got the Google Maps rolling there Uli, oh, I have a bit of a trouble bit of a problem pronouncing it Ulinovstok it's about 400 different pronunciations certainly nowhere any of us have been before so uh, it's uh, the home of Lenin where Lenin was born so that's uh, looking forward to seeing that bit of history um, tomorrow when we're out and about on a tour tomorrow we are all Bolsheviks World Cup Road Trip is supported by supersimplecards.com. Find a link in the show notes or go to supersimplecards.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code WORLDCUP. So, Martin, you hang out with the salt of the earth like the Green and Gold Army, but your work probably takes you to some rarefied air and to uh, places that uh, very famous people hang out. Have you had some weird and wonderful encounters with the world's elites? Um, during... 2012 I was lucky enough uh, to be working for a company looking after some corporations 
some big large companies at the Olympics and their their guests. And uh, one of the things that's very memorable that happened was that uh, I was at the basketball event and we're in post-match sort of area for um, food and drinks etc and my phone was low on power um, most people up the other end of the room so I, I moved down to the room I saw a plug there put my charger in and just bending over sort, sorting my phone out trying to get some power back and I noticed that there was a, a door to my left and, and out of it appeared a secret service guy with his uh, curly earpiece in I thought oh that's a bit strange and then following him through was Michelle Obama <laughs> and uh, so I j- j- just looked up and I said uh, oh hi Michelle and she said oh hi how are you <laughs> are you having a good day I said yeah great thank you yeah, yeah everything's going great she said, I can't stop to talk because my car's waiting <laughs> and I said no no f- fine thanks very much you know like, so yeah just called a bit uh, not knowing what to say but and it all lasted only a few seconds but it was it was a bit cool to actually you know have an interaction with the uh the wife of the president of the USA. So, yeah. Did you get on the phone at that point to your mates back home and go, you will never guess who I just ran into? Oh, well, not straight away, but it, it was mentioned. And I think on that same, say, in that same room, actually, I was getting myself a cup of coffee and uh, someone sort of uh, to my left asked if they, I could pass the sugar. And I looked up and it was Prince Albert of Monaco. So that, that, was, that was another good one. <laughs> and uh, in, in the hotel where we were staying, um, I, I took a phone call and I needed to write down a number. And I said... Um, Okay, let me just grab a bit of scrap paper. I'll, I'll write that down. And uh, uh, there was a coffee table just beside me where a couple of guys were having a chat. And uh, I, I sort of bent down and scribbled down this number and then finished my call and looked up and wanted to just apologise for interrupting them. And they said, oh, you know, no problem, that's fine. And I, that was Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're saying hi to Michelle Obama and stealing Bill Gates's pen. Have you ever been starstruck, like genuinely starstruck? Because, you know, you work with these people and you have to get on with your, your day-to-day uh, activities. But have you ever been starstruck and gone, and gone, oh, my God, that is blah, blah, blah? Well, one that was good, I, I really didn't know even who it was, but one of the most famous voices in the world. And uh, that was, um, I was in taking a tour um, with some English um, people around Australia and I got into Adelaide, into the Hilton Hotel there and uh, I brought the group in and I needed to distribute their room keys and there was a lady sitting having a coffee, minding her own business by a large table. And I asked very politely, if she would mind if I just laid out the room keys so everyone could help themselves and go to their rooms. She said, oh no problem, help yourself, that's fine. So uh, we did that, everyone took their keys, disappeared to their rooms and uh, sat down and I think, and just a big sigh of relief that my day was nearly over and she said, ah, get yourself a cup of coffee. So I sat down, had a cup of coffee and she was interested in me, asking me about my job, how the tour was going, where I was from, etc, etc. So it was really nice just to, to have a chat with someone, nice lady, she's about my age I guess, and uh, sat down and I said, right, time to go I, you know got some things I need to get to my room she said yeah I need to get to my room as well so I walked to the lift and she followed me to the lift and that was a uh, press the button for level 16 and she said I'm on level 16 too I said oh you're not stalking me are you <laughs> she said that no 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 I said what are you here for a conference and she said uh yeah, yeah. She said, um, I'm actually doing the uh, a comedy festival um, across the road at the theatre there. I said, ah, oh, 
fantastic. Um, and like the idiot I am, I sort of said, oh, I have to keep an eye out for you for when you're at the big time. And she said, yeah, yeah, sure. And then she went into a funny voice and it didn't click at first. But then after a few seconds, I realised that I was standing in the lift with Bart Simpson. So it was actually Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson and several others in The Simpsons. And uh, I just thought, oh, well, you know, I've, I've really arrived here. And uh, I went straight to the room and phoned the kids at home. So, you know, i just been in the lift with uh, Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> 